Hello, and welcome to What Goes Bump in the Night. Hello and welcome to What Goes Bump the Night. My name is Riley Clark. And alongside... I'm Trevor Jensen. (laughs) He interrupted (laughs) me. But yes, that's Trevor Jensen. I'm Riley Clark. And this is episode 67 of What Goes Bump the Night. And we are here to talk to you about the legendary... Los Angeles. Budget Hotel. (laughs) (laughs) On Skid Row. (laughs) The Cecil Hotel. Or known as the ma- the stay on Maine at one point, but it's always formally going to be known as the Cecil. Yes, you may have seen the groundbreaking documentary on Netflix regarding this hotel. You may have seen the infamous video of Elisa Lamb in the elevator that she never gets back on. And if you've ever heard of the Black Dahlia, the Night Stalker, or the serial killer Jack Unterweger, <laughs> the <laughs> they Austrian. All came to the Cecil Hotel. At one point or another, it is believed that they have all stayed or were residents at one point. Which is fucking crazy. And Riley's phone likes to boop boop with emails every time we do this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, before we really dive headfirst into it, we got some baggage to take care of and unload for you guys. Yes, we're going to clear the notifications before we move bing, bing, any bing, further bing. into this episode like we just did on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> We are almost at 5K, like so extremely close, like under 400 plays. And if you remember in August, we were like, hey, we got like 600 plays to go. We're like midway through September right now, and we only have 400, less than 400 plays to go. And we've doubled our numbers in like three weeks' time. (laughs) September is on pace to be the most played month of all time. You guys could make me cry. Like, that's amazing. I'm so proud. If we could do this, get to. 5K by my birthday. I know it's a huge jump. But it's doable. But it's doable. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the investigation series that we were doing on YouTube. And if you haven't yet, make check sure you go out. check it out. Check them out. They're, They're absolutely dope. fantastic. There's two videos there for you. And we also will be having a, another investigation video coming out probably sometime uh, this weekend, most likely. Which one's that? Ain't a witch! <laughs> okay, I had to make sure, because I was like, I'm still working on the other other one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you remember at the end of, uh, there was a ghost standing right next to us and we didn't know it. Uh, we were like, yo, we're about to go to Ada Witch. Well, yeah, we We have, did that. We have that video done, and it's going to be out very soon. And that's going to the YouTubes. And it's going to be on YouTube. We're not going to do a podcast episode for it, unfortunately. Um, we might later down We might line, just hint at it a but little bit we just, there. We want to keep... The investigations to a video format for you. And we for don't want to like bleed your ears with like, hey, here's 12 more investigations right yeah. back to back and to back like to back. 20 different things of the same thing. We're just not trying to do that. Yeah, we're trying to break but it up. Again, thank, thank you. you so much for <laughs> pushing so hard to help us reach our goal. Yep. Obviously, our original goal for the new year was to reach 5K. And, and you like, blew it out. We're nine almost months into the out. year <laughs> and it's almost knocked out of the park. Bases are loaded, boys. Let's send it out of the park, okay? And also, one more notification for you before we clear them out and talk about the hotel. We got new merch coming very, very soon. And it's dope. And it's super dope. We'll probably release it on my birthday for y'all. So, Because happy early birthday, Riley. Yeah. <laughs> so make sure you go to our website. 
and go buy stuff because it helps us out in the long run. Oh, and Jenna's birthday is also the day before we're going to release this one too. So happy birthday, Jenna. Happy birthday, Jenna. <laughs> Just a, a little surprise if you actually listen to these. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, Trevor, so tell us a little about about the the hotel here. Okay. So the Cecil or the Stan Main, but will always be referred to as the Cecil if you ask me, was built in the 1924 in the old, <laughs> old building. Yeah. And, uh, it was renamed because they wanted to get away from the dark, dark history that surrounds this hotel. And there is quite a bit. And quite a bit. It's currently closed, actually, because they were going to do renovations to it. But due to COVID reasons, they shut down the renovations and they've just locked it up. And they're going to continue to keep it locked, I believe, if I presume right, because it is a historical monument at this point because of how old it was and it was built right before the great depression so yeah i mean when it was built it was state of the art 1.5 million dollars back in i want to go there one day because i've seen pictures of the lobby and i've seen a lot it's of it's all marble yeah i've seen a lot of video from it from the netflix documentary and it, it looks just amazing looks absolutely yeah it incredible. looks amazing so within the five years of it being built, the Great Depression would take over and it would, you know, send everybody spiraling with their finances and whatnot. And it, the, the hotel would take a hit at that point, but it was still in a very good area at that point. But then it continued to decrease in, you know, like see decline in its revenue and whatnot in the surrounding area. To the point to where the nearby area would become known as Skid Row. Now, if you don't know what Skid Row is, it is a part of Los also Angeles. Yes, yeah, I mean, <laughs> fucking badass band too. But uh, it is a, it's basically like a homeless camp, but it's a mega camp, and it used to be like four miles in diameter. Well, not diameter, like in a radius of four miles between where that is and where the hotel was, where there was at one point, you know, ten thousand homeless people Which and transients. Really sad. Which is unbelievable that 10,000 homeless people live in the same area. Like, yeah. four miles really is and not that big. Drug use was rampant. Oh, hero, the heroin epidemic, crack, all of that was rampant through there. Terrible. Lots of terrible th- murders, rapes, you name it. It was probably going down on Yeah, sex row. work, because yeah. that was also very prevalent back then. I mean, it still is, but... Yeah, it most definitely still is. So, let's get into a little bit of the meaty stuff. So there is a very dark past that surrounds the Cecil, you know, violence, murder, suicide, and a little bit of mysteries thrown in there too as well. And I would say a lot of supernatural if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some videos and stuff of the place and like there's some crazy captures that have You see the video there. of the drone dude that flies his drone in there? Mm-mm. There's a video on YouTube or I saw it on Facebook, I think, where he has a drone and he flies it into the Cecil. I mean, I think he crashes it in the Cecil, too, so he doesn't get it back. But he gets all the footage of it going up to it. And he said that he was seeing lights and turn on and off at night. And it's closed. Right. So it shouldn't, you know, nobody should be in there. Like, I get that there's probably a guard that walks around, but who's going to go? I think he's on, like, the 30th floor, too, because it's really tall. And if I remember right from, like, the documentary, Mm -hmm. when you walk in, it's this absolutely gorgeous hotel. looks like five-star, and then you get up to the rooms, and it's, like, a dive. Yeah, and it's complete shit. (laughs) So that's pretty crazy. But let's let's dive into a little bit of, like, the actual history. So the first documented suicide was on June 22nd, 1927, literally just years after it was built. And a man by the name of Percy Ormond, I hope I said that right, 
Uh, he shot himself in the head in one of his rooms. Already off the bat, a absolutely violent. Yeah, put a gun to your temple and blow your brains out because he was having family trouble. That poor man, I can only, and I'm pretty sure he was a, a veteran too. Wow, imagine what he's gone had gone. Through I would say that's life. a lot of PTSD and that's a lot of trauma. And I mean, I just that's so sad. But it only gets like more and more twisted, is what I'm gonna say as it goes on. So the next was W.K. Norton, and he died after taking poison pills. It didn't specify what the poison was, but I'm gonna go off on a limb and say it was probably like arsenic or like rat poison. Yeah, or something. something that he could get his hands on relatively easily. And I wouldn't even doubt that you could get your hands on like cyanide or something in Los Angeles at this time. Yeah, who knows what you, with all the drugs and stuff that mm-hmm. were being made. There I mean, was you could go. You can go buy everywhere. fentanyl from people on the streets nowadays. And we don't recommend is, that. I don't either. But I mean, it's literally the same thing. You go take enough of it, it's gonna immediately put you down. So that was fucked up. And uh, even more death occurred through the 1940s and the 50s, which still is very relatively like new compared to when it was built. And there was at least 13 deaths attributed and traced back to the Cecil Hotel during those times. So that's unbelievable. But that's not even the most unbelievable part. Because, let me flip the page. There have been claims made that the Black Dahlia, Elizabeth Short, was also seen drinking in the Cecil Hotel's bar. Which, these are not stone-cold facts. This is rumor. This is, like, you know, like, hearsay. But it was in Los Angeles. She was found in Los Angeles. Like, that's where this all occurred. It just adds to the whole mysterious level of the Cecil Hotel. Mm Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if it is actually, in fact, true... Could the murderer have been at the Cecil Hotel and picked her up, and then that was the last time she was seen? Or was it he coerced her later on and then decided to, like, mutilate her body and surgically cut her into pieces and put her in the in the yard that she was found in? I don't know. That one is really hard. We should cover the Black Dahlia at some point, we, too, to be honest. Should. Hey, let us know if you want us to do true crime stuff. Because there are some true crime stories that are fucking I guess crazy. This, I mean, when we dive into Lisa Lamb, could be kind of like yeah. true crime. Yeah, and that that is still one of the other crazy shit that happened that we haven't even got to yet. Because that was yeah. way more recent than this stuff. So, there was also an unsolved murder of a one Pidgey Golden. Uh, yeah, Pigeon? Pigeon Goldie? Pidgey, I said Pokemon? that, they I killed said a Pokemon? that so wrong. They killed a Pokemon, I'm Trevor? I'm so sorry. I didn't know Pokemon could die. I've been playing the new Sword and Shield games, and <laughs> I was really into it. I'm sure I, it wasn't Pidgeotto. I'm trying to, like, read and say things that aren't, like, I don't even know. My bad, guys. There was an unsolved... <laughs> I can't. Okay, the unsolved murder of a retired telemarketer named Pigeon Goldie. Pidgeotto. Uh, a long-term resident who was found dead in her room and she was raped beaten and stabbed and they never found the culprit to this day still unsolved a cold case raped beaten and stabbed in her room and she and like let's let's add a little more depth to this too because you could get 
long stays there. Like you could go be like, I oh, want a room yeah. for a year. I want a room for a month. I guarantee you, people were doing that. Yeah, living I mean, there. There, I don't even remember how many rooms there are, but there's quite a few. Seven hundred. Yeah, there. I was gonna say a lot of rooms. Yes, so seven hundred rooms. Seven hundred potential victims. Seven hundred potential um, assailants. That's a lot of people. Like, I don't yeah. care who you are. That's Plus a who, lot of people. anyone that can just walk in randomly off the street. Because it's 1950, right? Yep. No Were cameras track of anything back then? No. I'm pretty sure there was a, uh, what do you call it, a desk operator, a security desk dude. And there was only one of them. Yeah. And that, and he was the only one. So right. if but there they was didn't like have, like, the people, key card thing, you know, yeah. like, you can't get in there, there unless was, you like, have the key 20, card. there 20, 30 people coming and going all at once, like, how are you supposed to remember everybody's face all at once? You right. can't. And this is a busy part of California. And if you know where you're going, you don't have to stop at the desk and ask. You can just walk right by and go right to the elevator. Yeah. Like, nobody's going to say anything. Yeah. Like, if you I look mean, like you know where you are, you are. I mean, people, if they had to, wanted to call someone up from a room, they would walk up to the desk and go, hey, can I call... Such John and such. Doe yeah. in room one two five. Yeah, even yeah, yeah. I say that, and I'm pretty sure that's all legal at that point. Like, there's right. not like a bunch of like precautions. But is anyone gonna place. write that down? Probably not. No, it's all gonna be in your head. You know, like you're not gonna have phone records for real. I don't think they kept phone records that detailed back then at all. I mean, they might have, but at that same time, like you have landlines. I don't know how many landlines keep like track of who's right. calling. I mean, who. solving murders back in 1950 was a whole different ballgame than what it is now. I applaud the police work back then. That was tough it's work. Way harder than it is now with all the like the technology, all the like traceable cameras, leads you can get. And, yeah, yeah, all of it. That's not even the craziest thing. <laughs> so you've heard of Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, the. I didn't, there's other names that he had I don't too. really know if I'm that familiar with them. So he was in a, a very notorious serial killer that would sneak into people's homes and brutally kill them, like choke them to death, beat bludgeon them to death. He was a transient. I'm pretty sure he would like ride the rails and like, I'm going to hop off here and go kill somebody in this town because I want to. What a fucking psycho. Fucking psycho. Yeah. Uh, he was believed to have lived there at some point or stayed on skid row and did a lot of his killings there yeah i mean for a serial killer i feel like some me, area like look that this up really quick would definitely be somewhere that they wanted to be homeless people you know people that mm-hmm. are and not accounted to by family yeah, nobody knows who they are yeah and then the only leads that police officers can talk to are drugged out homeless people mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how many like deaths are attributed to richard ramirez 15 plus he killed 15 plus people and that's probably just a, and that's with the we the estimate. ones that they could like actually trace to him and that's not even that's probably not even all of them because i'm sure he killed more people than he ever alluded to oh yeah i'm sure with ten thousand homeless people living on skid row that are looked at by the government and society at that point as just like ants like you mm-hmm. can just do what you want with them like they just don't matter like yeah that's that's room enough for me to think that there's more than 15 so and he's not the only serial killer that was there another man by the name of jack untevega he's austrian so you gotta say it like a little flair just a little uh in 1991 even so four years before i was born he was murdering people in this hotel he killed three women and they were all sex workers and that's that's like fucking a Jack crazy. Ripper wannabe. Yeah, like I think he was trying to rip off the Night Stalker. 
Like was, somewhat. The Night Stalker kind of sounds like he was trying to rip off uh, Jack the Ripper. A little bit. Same yeah, with Black, the Black Dahlia, too. That one is even more crazy, though, how she was surgically cut in half. Yeah. Fucking nutty. See, that's what makes me, like, related back to Jack the Ripper, though, is because, you know, he mutilated all of his victims. And he was good at it. Now we get into the very recent 2013 story of the Canadian um, student, Elisa Lam. And Riley's got some good information on this as yeah. well. Yeah. So on February 19th, 2013, a body was recovered in a water tank at the top of the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. Uh, she was identified as Elisa Lam. She was born April 30th, 1991. And you may have seen the video. Um, the this, elevator video. This that we made to. media go crazy. Once it's creepy. The police department released the security cam footage. She's like. Her eyes the, look crazed. Too. Yeah, she's like in the elevator. Looks like she, she's like pressing all of the buttons, right? Yeah, she jumps in the elevator she jumps and out in, of the elevator. Out. She's yelling at something that isn't there. Like she, peeking her head back out. She's like out. hiding from something, like looks frightened. Gets looks, up against the wall right at one point and is like pushed as far up in the yeah, corner. She's she acting all kinds of delusional. Just strange. Um, a lot of people when it went viral were going, oh my God, she's possessed. Like this is some type of like demonic demonic thing. entity that's yeah. inside of her. And they're like, oh. Kind of looked like it. And a lot of people were led to believe that that's why she was found in the water towers, because a demon convinced her to go in there. But now, it gets weirder. That, I was going to say, now, I'm pretty sure that the door to the hotel's roof was locked, in fact. Yes, you can't open it without a key. So somebody either had a key card yeah. or something or, like, whatever to get out there and did that to her is my guess. Yes, and also... She was naked inside and of the water, and her clothes were nowhere near it. Not only that, too, that water tower thing is, like, the water, like, holder for the whole fucking hotel. Yes. And it's got a heavy fucking lid. Yeah. And, and it was put back on top, right? Yeah, it was put back over, so she would have had to have willingly drowned herself. Like, climbed in and then closed it. Yes. That's so fucking weird. Which would have been impossible because she would have been in the water. And this is why and, we said alluded to the mystery like, think part. think about it. You you jump into a water tower, right? I don't think You're, anybody has enough strength to move one of those well, in the water. How are you going to, like, get yourself up? It's taller than a person. Yeah, the wa okay. The water tower, I want to say, is, like, 10 feet tall. It's pretty tall, big. Like, at least 10 feet or more. Which is way bigger than a person. You could definitely drown in there, 100%. Like, you're not going to be able to touch bottom. Well, and it's even more fucked up how the people found her it was because the water pressure and the water was going black and mm -hmm. gross because mm -hmm. she was in there for five days yeah and you tell me man do you think people were drinking her remains i mean five days is a long time people were showering and decaying bodies Ugh. stuff basically that's so fucked up it really is and because of the messed up water pressure and it turning black. Then, you know, people that were staying at the hotel were like, hey, there's something going on here. And then that's when the maintenance man went up there and looked inside of the tower and discovered her body. Can you imagine the look on his face? He was probably so Mortified. like, what the fuck? How did, what? 
This so, door was the door was locked when he went up there. So how did she get through the locked door up to the roof? That really baffles me. I mean, they but, touch on it in the Netflix documentary to where there is a side like stairs on the oh, side. Oh, like a fire escape? Yeah, the fire yeah. escape is how she may have got up there. But I mean, you still have to go through a room and get out the window. I think I'm trying to remember if the video, like the floor that she got off on the elevator. For her to get to the roof, she would have had to, like, scale the side of the building and go to the next fire escape. That's fucking crazy. Well, so there was a little more, like, weird to this story, too, because I'm pretty sure she was a paranoid schizophrenic. Yeah. And she was taking medication, too. Yeah, and they said that she had potentially had stopped taking her meds. Which, right there in itself is, you know, like, it could be probable cause. Could be explaining the demonic type possession look but what doesn't make any sense is like did somebody make her stop taking her meds did she choose to on her own how the fuck did she get up in that roof and how the fuck did she get in there and kill herself the way she did and why did she get naked yeah well and the other other part was she was completely alone on her trip yeah she went to los angeles to get away from shit all on her own Mm -hmm. and something very brave to do and skid row at this point is completely solidified and it is not the best neighborhood no like where this hotel is at this point in no. life it is not very i've also great. heard that when you like look up hotels if you're not familiar with los angeles like if i was looking at a hotel in los mm-hmm. angeles i'd have no idea but i would hear the cecil hotel and be like oh i want to stay there yeah <laughs> just because of the paranormal ha- past and all the terrible things that happened there i'd want to investigate but like it looks when you look at the pictures of the hotel, you're it thinking, nice. "Oh, I'm gonna get this super nice hotel for really cheap in downtown LA." In downtown LA, and if you don't know about the area and if you don't know the history of the place, you think you're, "Oh, I'm only a few miles walk from the big poppin' city, the big poppin' part of LA, wherever yep. that is, Beverly Hills or whatever." I don't know. Never been to Cali. Two one oh. But I mean, that's probably why she went there it was a cheap hotel i mean she's yeah. a college student she probably didn't have too much cash in her pocket yeah i'm pretty sure like i i know when i was in college i wasn't loaded so yeah i mean when i was 21 years old i was broke so <laughs> yeah i was broken that goddamn joke i spent all my money on weed and drinking whenever i could <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> going to the bars yep and then i'd lose my shit all the time and have to yeah. replace it you so know, going yep. to the freaking casino and putting it all on red <laughs> and then losing it all on red <laughs> Because you always go black. You always got to do black. Because red never wins. But, I mean, the police did, like, all these, you know, reports on her, trying to see if maybe she was raped and dumped. and like, Nothing, right? There's nothing. Yeah, there's no, there's no substantial evidence, uh, like, pointing towards anything other than no. suicide. And that's the weird thing, is they just chalked it up as a suicide which i i don't believe that which the i coroner, can't believe either because there's just too many unanswered questions it, there's so many chalking it up strings. to suicide was like i think i well, it's think like them putting their hands up at it like i just don't know so we're gonna yeah, do this it's like okay we're looking at this hotel shit like this happens here all the time eh. and with which the dark she reserves more, history too yeah, and she deserves more respect than just going eh, i mean suicides happen here and we haven't even talked about the ghosts or like the hauntings for real like we just talked about its past yeah, which is insane think about all the people that have died there around the area too yep exactly well with the the energy that is probably still living in those halls is unbelievable 
It's probably darkening, dude. You can probably feel it as soon as With you walk in. With two serial killers, a murder, all the suicides, the Elisa Lam thing. You're telling me that one of their souls doesn't have some type of residual energy that haunts those halls? No right. way. And I think people have gone there trying to talk to Elisa Lam. I don't know if people have been successful doing it or not. I'd have to dive into, you know, watching some paranormal videos. I'm pretty but. sure that I read accounts of people hearing knocking and, like, you know, footsteps outside their door or, like, knocking in their closets and shit while they were sleeping. Like, just a lot of, like, really eerie, weird things. And then, like, I would un unfathomably... Oh, excuse me. Really, really, really want to go stay in some of these rooms that some of this crazy shit happened. When Just, it reopens, yeah. I don't even know if it's going to, though. Who like, knows? If we ever get a chance to where we're successful enough that we have such a name, which we already got a pretty good standing going with you guys, that we can call up these places and be like, we'd like to do an investigation of this hotel. Like, Just like four of us or three of us or two. Just me and you. Like, I could only imagine the shit we would catch. Because we've already caught some pretty interesting things. And I would believe that we would see a full-body apparition here. Like, more than one EVP. Because I can only imagine, you know, hearing the screams of people that are being murdered in this place. Yeah. Well, I'm going to touch back on to Elisa Lim real quick. Because it's still so fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, so they did the, you know, autopsy. And they did, you know, they checked for her drugs. See if they were, you know, she was roofied or whatever. And... Rehypnol. The toxicology reports came back saying that she had low levels of prescription drugs in her body, which meant yeah. that she was weaning off of her. So her like psycho, psychotic, yes. uh, psychotic meds, which in turn made the police believe, oh, she was just having a psychotic. But episode. that's such a slap on the wrist, like conclusion, where it's just like, uh, she must have just been going crazy, so she killed herself. Like, no. You got to look a little bit deeper than that and not just scratch the surface and really dive into it. Because that's, right. there's no way. Because what, no if, way. what if there actually was someone chasing her? What if there was actually someone What that if it was her? Jack Unteweger or Richard Ramirez? Because he was put to death. What if his ghost was still haunting the place and she was like scared shitless? Running right. away from this entity that was pushing her to do this? Or what if she really was possessed? Because there, this I'm not gonna say that this is all off the table. It's not. No, there is all. There is so much that could have happened. Anything could be reality in this story, honestly, because there's really no answers. Like, even her parents filed the wrongful death suit towards the hotel. I would too. And it was because uh, they they claimed the hotel failed to inspect and seek out hazards in the hotel that presented an unreasonable risk of danger to Lamb and the other hotel guests. But she still had to get through a locked door. Yes. So yes and no. Yes and no. I believe I believe that the family is right to say there was a wrongful death here. Yep. And but this is what the hotel argued. It could not have. Uh, sorry, I lost where I was. People. The hotel <laughs> argued it could not have reasonably foreseen that Lamb might have entered the water tanks, and since it remained unknown how Lamb got. To the water tank, no liability could be assigned by falling to prevent it. And Failing this was to a judge. Prevent it. Sorry. This is yeah. from a judge. Yeah. In 2015, the suit was dismissed. <laughs> it just—it's crazy to me, because so they've been in this case court. for two years mm -hmm. in court, and 
because the hotel goes, we don't know how she got there. There's no way we could know that how she got there because no, we don't have a camera on Nobody but Elisa Lamb knows. Nobody but Elisa nobody. Lamb knows. And if there was another person that forced her to do it, that person. But I, how did I believe there's somebody? There's buildings that can else. look onto the roof of Cecil Hotel. How did but, no one? I mean, it, I think it was at what, night, but like, yeah, like how did what no time one in the see night was it? Her out there, you know. Well, and like, if you go onto like our Facebook, you'll see the the video that we posted recently of like the little like teaser of this and you'll see the coroner's crew on the roof next to these water towers and it's pretty visible it's pretty much like the whole roof is the water tower and like ac unit yeah, stuff i don't think there's a wall that comes up i think no it's just, it's just like you could just walk yeah, off it's the like, end it's like how if you were to like walk out of like a square like you know like like it's like a a perch that's a little bit higher that's like a door and then it's just like bricks around it that's probably a couple feet wide and then you walk out and it's just a flat roof she could have just ran off the edge if she wanted to but no yeah if she wanted to kill herself why didn't she just jump Jump off off the the building why didn't she get into the water tower that had a locked freaking thing yeah and the door to get up there was locked how there's something else going on that none of us know like and I, I would actually believe that it could be paranormal. A ghost could easily like fuck with some like if it's an electronic lock could easily you know open that. It's already been known that ghosts can fuck with electronics. Yeah, or they can flip locks. Like that's already known to be a and thing. And if she was possessed, it's also known that you can get superhuman strength while you're possessed and have like un uncanny strength for no reason even if you're like a child or like a woman that you know lifts a car off a baby because of adrenaline yeah because that stuff we, can we happen we really need to check out the ghost adventures episode because january 4th this of this year they investigated oh 2021 it. yeah so oh, they shit. recently went so everyone go watch that ghost adventures yeah I'm there's sure probably crazy. there's probably some good info in there because the, all of if this you stuff didn't know we're, we're big zach Bagan fans so. yeah and uh if you want to go ahead and get us in touch with somebody that is in in the bigs with the Cecil and they want more people to come investigate it. You know, we'll fly out there. I mean, I'm I'm willing to fly out to Los Angeles. That'd be yeah, fucking awesome. LA. I've always wanted to go to LA. That's what I'm saying. I'll go to LAX and then I drive don't know my if ass I'm down like there. an LA person, but I definitely don't look like it. <laughs> I mean I got tattoos, but I mean that's about I it. I definitely looked out of place walking into a high end fashion store, that's for fucking sure. Yeah, like the best we got's buckle. It's <laughs> 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 pretty high end, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still am not dropping two hundred dollars on a pair of jeans. But come on, now I ain't I like going Burlington. to Burlington. Like, That's high. I was right? gonna say I'm not going to like Dolce and <laughs> Cabana to go buy like a shirt that's five hundred dollars. Like, come on now. Like, I like my drip, but not that much. <laughs> oh God! But still, there's. But I just mean, let's be so honest. That's probably why Lisa Lamb went to LA, right? It's probably get some nice clothes and like. Well, it's where the celebrities live. Like, you know, like if you're trying to get away, it's a good vacation spot. Right, and you could run into a celebrity on the street. Well, I mean, and the other the other thing is that you could also like argue is she went there to kill herself. She went on her own to do this. To not take her meds and go crazy. But I just don't believe that because everything points to something else. And even like the accounts of like who she was and how well she was doing in school and her family were like, I don't think she would have killed herself, which is just. It's so weird because, you know, like you can you can have somebody be like the happiest person alive, and then you know they end up taking their life, and then you're like, oh, there's a bunch of stuff that I didn't know about. But in this fashion, like in this situation, it just seems so unordinary. 
Like, there's usually ways or, like, signs that you know people are going to do certain things. Yeah, and it... Oh, okay, so her clothing was floating in the water. So she took it off while she was in there? Yeah, why would you take your clothes off while you're drowning? <sighs> See, now that makes zero sense to me, too. Because it's like, you already went in there to kill yourself. Why would you get naked? Unless somebody was trying to hide the body. Her room key was also found with her. And her watch. I doubt that she could use her room key to get to the roof, too. I just doubt that. It's If it's a maintenance access, it's probably got a padlock. Yeah, and I mean, we're talking no physical trauma. So that, so that kind of gets rid of the... There was a struggle but, for her to but get in. why would she have no bruises from trying to climb up a fucking 10-foot water tower? No slipping, no, like, contusions on her hand from if moving someone, a metal If someone roof. wants to kill you and you're acting all crazy like she was, like... When they get you to that position to where they're going to kill you, they're going to move to physical violence, right? Because you're not listening to Mostly, them anymore. Unless you are you're being acting pushed or... with a gun or something and you're so afraid that you just do their But even bidding. then, they're probably going to pistol whip you. Sometimes. Sometimes you hear about it and like there are strange, strange cases like this one where it could have been she was forced to jump in there on her own and somebody was like, I'll kill your family. I know where you live. I have all this information on you. And she just followed She did suit. have some alcohol in her system as well. But every college student drinks. And if, if it's some, it's not like she was wasted. I don't get wasted and go, I'm going to go swimming in a water tank on top of a 50-story fucking hotel. Right. Like, no. It's just not going to happen. It's very it's unlikely. It's not going to happen. Like, there's just so many things that just never add up to this story like as, as I'm reading into the notes and trying to find like other little things it's just like why so okay let's let's put this into perspective here so she wants to drink right there's yep. alcohol in her system okay, yep. she doesn't want to be on her psycho meds when she I probably shouldn't call work, that yeah, I probably shouldn't call psychiatric. them psychiatric meds yeah <laughs> Psycho meds. I, I mean, sorry they, they if you take them, is. people. I'm. I take a panic pills too, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, they don't mix well with alcohol, right? Yeah, that, that's a very. So good she fact. goes. I want to go out drinking. Maybe meet a nice guy. I don't know. Maybe just goes down to the bar in the Cecil. Right. Has a couple drinks. A couple cocktails. And then, then she decides I'm gonna go swim in the water tower and take my clothes off. But how would she even know that that's up there? How how. I, and this is this is like you know kind of far. You're in LA. Why don't you go where there's a pool? The, the ocean's right there too. Right. Like there's many other other things that you could be like be like I'm gonna go swim in a fountain. Like there's so much other shit that you could do. Like who just immediately jumps to I'm going to the roof to swim in the water tank that everybody uses today. And and if there was a suspect, it would have to be a worker. And the other crazy part about that is it is a 700-room, many-floored hotel. If somebody wanted to commit a murder like that or do something crazy, they could easily slip right away. You wouldn't even know. But I've how heard of would, crazier shit happening. But how would they have the keys to the doors to that's, get to the roof? That's a little more out there where it's like... And, like, I just I don't, don't believe that she would use the fire escape to get up there. It just doesn't make sense. I don't see her scaling the and wall I don't, yeah, to Yeah, exactly. To and scaling a... a she would have to have gone out a window and up. I don't know like, about you, just... but I'm afraid of heights. And there's no way I'm doing that in, like, a 30-story building. 
Like, no, no, not me either. I'm not getting on any fucking. I look down water. and I get vertigo. No, I'm not. No. I don't even like being on the roofs of really tall buildings. It freaks me the fuck out. Like, if I went to the Space Needle and, like, you could walk out onto the glass, I'd probably throw up. Bro, I <laughs> went to the top of the stratosphere in Las Vegas. Oh, and God. That was pretty freaking scary. Because, like, you just the whole feel time. like one wind and you're fucking flying like Superman off that bitch. that fucking thing, like, just starts to fall while you're on top of it. I threw up before I got on a plane for the first time because I was like, I'm going to be too <laughs> high in the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's how fucking scared I am of heights. Roller coasters were really hard for me back in the day. But, I mean, you just, you, you can't not think that there is otherworldly things happening in this historic monument at this point. At, at this point, I, I just, I'm still to the conclusion in my own head that something paranormal went on with Elisa Lamb. With all the darkness surrounding this hotel, I wouldn't even put it past it being a demonic presence that lives in those buildings. Feeding and off that dark and energy. Exactly. And it's just and was like nothing negative has happened here in a long time and just happened to pick Elisa Lamb. Yep. That's exactly it. And she saw it. And, and she was susceptible to being possessed because of her psychiatric state of mind. She was... Alone. The influence of alcohol. Exactly. Easy target. And you can't tell me that it's not just coincidence that there's 13 suicides, two serial killers, an unknown murder, and then now this mysterious death. Right. And there's probably right. even There's more. already unsolved murders inside of the hotel. Mm-hmm. With and all of that dark history and that, another one added to it. And who's saying that the people that killed themselves weren't being driven to it by the dark presence? Bleh, presence? Presence? That, and l- who that knows infesting how many place. other deaths may have happened that were just not, never documented there? Exactly. Like people overdoses, that maybe, sex overdoses, workers, people that maybe jumped out of the building. Like who knows? Because it was built in what nineteen twenty four. Twenty four. Even yeah, so, even shorter than that. Who knows when they start documenting deaths? Yeah, it could. They could. And like the thing was that it was a prevalent place for sex workers, drug day, de- like drug deals, like all the this dark, seedy stuff of society, where it's like. You know, if you don't want somebody to know that crazy shit's happening here and it's all dark and, and like, not good, you can easily sweep stuff under the rug. Our government does it all the time. Who's to say that there isn't a dead body found and they just push it out back? I think that's what they're doing with this. I think they... They they changed the fucking name of it. they, They took the easiest route of solving the case to get it off TV. Yep. The hotel was probably begging for the media coverage to stop because the decline is just worse and worse after right this. we can't get anyone to stay here people don't want to drink dead water <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> but yeah like how would you really want to unless you're like me and you where we're like bro i love paranormal shit let's go other people that are normal <laughs> are gonna be like normal no people, everyone that listens to this show is probably like yeah i'd stay at the yeah, I'll fucking go. <laughs> but if you want to go ahead and put this out there i'm pretty sure that most general Americans and other people are like ghosts are scary. Yeah, and I don't. I'm not afraid of them. I think they're fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm not afraid of them. And I, when this hotel opens up, regardless, it'll probably change names again. I'm guessing if it stays a historical location, they may just because it's never gonna get teared down. They tore down with this historical monument as it is, so it'll always be there. And you know, maybe they'll open it up to just tours and shit, or like overnight events where you can do paranormal right. investigations and like the that. The lobby is absolutely 
freaking phenomenally beautiful. Yeah, like so. we said, all marble. Yeah, you know all how expensive marble. that is. Well, it was one point five million dollars back in nineteen twenty four to build it. So it's like what two hundred million. I was just now? gonna say, like, if you do inflation, how much it would be in twenty twenty one? It's a lot of fucking money. I don't. I didn't even do the math, and I didn't see it anywhere. But it's like you know what I mean. Like a hundred dollars back then is like two thousand, three thousand dollars now. And it's like, come on, gas was like 50 cents back then. It's almost $5 now. Like, inflation is real. And that is most of what I know about the Cecil, like, dark past. But I really do believe that there are spirits that are walking those halls, dark or not. You know, maybe there are some, like, lighting, you know, like, influences, like how uh, Pidgey Golden, I think is what her name was. I already fucking forgot. Pidgey Golden, Pidgey Goldie, I think is what it was. What if she, her her spirit still is residing there because she was brutally murdered there? I'm sure. And and she lived there. She was a resident. She wasn't like, oh, I'm just staying for a week. Like, she lived there. And she wasn't the only person that did. Right. That was her home. She was murdered in her home. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's it's crazy for us to think, like, oh, people live in hotels. But it's not that weird when you live in a city of, like, 30,000, 40,000 people. Right. A lot of people live in hotels out there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people live in hotels around here, too. Yeah, because you can get a week for 50 bucks in right, some places. Yeah. And it's like, you do the math, you know, four weeks, you know, it's really not that expensive. But you you don't really own the place, and you're kind of living in a hotel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, your room gets cleaned every day. Which is nice. I'm not going to lie. And it's like... <laughs> Fresh towels. I'm not going to say, like, I'm shitting on anybody else's house or parade, but it's like, teach their own. I mean, everybody can do what they want. And it's just so sad that this dark history surrounds this place, and it's all eerie all of it and it almost started like right off the bat as soon as they built this hotel not even like what four years i think i said was like the first committed suicide there that they documented which they could have even not documented things before that like we were saying right that's just the first documented yeah and there's only 13 traceable ones but who's to say that there's not like a hundred non-traceable ones that they just didn't want to like sit there and put in the papers or like tell anybody about it's just or word of mouth they didn't put in because they were unsolved who knows what they did with unsolved cases back then and residual energy is real i don't care what people say i am 100 percent a firm believer that if something traumatic or like a shocking event happens in a location that you will get that residual energy from that traumatic experience in that exact location right like we've talked about it before like i think some times in human history we we forget that history lives on no matter what and if there's traumatic events going on where people experience high heightened levels of emotion yep that emotion and energy is left in the air Mm -hmm. and it's grabbed and eaten by the ground it's soaked into the rocks it's soaked into the soil it's we soaked live into the in trees. electrical magnetic fields yes. everywhere around it's you is some type of those field emf fields that are there that you can't see well you can see them if you have an emf detector so and there's that what but. if what if the spiritual realm is an electric uh, like an electrically charged magnetic field and that i mean we just can't from, visually from see our like our investigations are also research like based yeah, it's all so, data like just to go back to like our experience at mouth like Crazy. the air was charged Ooh. by a literal electrical storm in the air yep. and that's why everything was so heightened there yep. and it was almost like spirits were fighting each other to talk to us mm-hmm. because they're like this is my chance to speak but like they were like clawing at each other to get at, get at it who's to say that you don't go here 
on a night like this and shit just goes fucking Bonk. bonkers. I don't even know. Like, no one. What was the weather like the day this that happened Elisa to her? Died? You know what I mean? I don't like, know. was it a day? Los that was, Angeles has a lot of storms, right? And all the electricity that's running through Los Angeles every single day. Like, you think about the lights, the emotional. It's, it's the, the emotional other city that doesn't sleep. The emotional atmosphere yep. of Skid Row, like the people that are in pain, the people that are sad because they're homeless. The people that are desperately trying to regrip their life, like the people that are scared because they're maybe they're wanted or they feel like they're not wanted by their family, like all these emotions played into a factor with everything else that's going yep. around. Plus, on top of the already dark energy that's inside of the hotel, literally bound to the fucking marble in the lobby. Yep. So, and they say that minerals are exactly are charged like and that. like electricity. And, like, this kind of energy, I believe, just attaches itself to these materials yep. and these minerals. And, like, it just takes one thing to make it spark. It's Yeah, it's like taking a flint and some tinder and just whoonk. And there this you go. place you got is a fire. just an electrical fire, just a paranormal. It's a conduit. And a conduit. And who knows? There could be a portal there. Like, there's death in water. Like, I feel like that kind of death, like, leaves some type of marking on the land you know what i mean like oh you're right what if it's like a portal to another gateway that and everyone seen? in that hotel the death was literally coming through i would love to talk to pipes. some people that have been in there and just just get there like without even telling them about anything that we think and just getting their like honest to god opinions be like what did it feel like in there and if they're like it felt like the air was electric and this and that like i wouldn't even doubt it like, it feels heavy, like a wet blanket's around you when you walk inside. Yeah. Like, I believe it. I've had those type of feelings myself. And I'm, I am I would say I'm a tad bit skeptical of certain things. Because I'm like, yeah, that's bullshit when I see something and I'm like, I don't believe that. Like, I'll straight up say what I think it is. But if I get actually visual proof, like, you know, physical truths, yeah. like, and like, I'll believe that. When we're out paranormal hunting, like, when there's we're a We're skeptical spirit, until we're skeptical, see it. skeptical, but... When there's a spirit next to you, you know it. Your hair stands up. You get goosebumps. It's, like, it's just a different the, feeling. It's the most intriguing, exciting. If you've never done a paranormal investigation or experienced paranormal and you, you love our show, like please take a chance and just go to a cemetery during the day. You don't have to go at night. I no. promise you, you don't have to go at night. If you want to feel what a ghost feels like, and I promise you, it's probably not going to possess you or anything. I yeah, don't just. I don't really believe that take really it all happens in. all too often. It has to be like like this. If this was a possession the that led to her storm. death, has to be the perfect storm. Has to be everything has to work right in the spirit and entities, like web of it went chain from of like events. 1950s to like you know like some things here and there probably to the 2013 range where it's like that's a long span of you know not Nothing. a whole lot of happenings which there was probably things that did happen but they weren't reported on but then this is the next big thing but like when something paranormal happens you you just you can feel it like you can sense a ghost like people think oh i'm so scared of just like something moving in my house like my door's opening no you're going to feel that there's a spirit in your home like the you're first, going to know yeah. they're going to be inside your head without you even well, knowing you remember it. when we went to old lincoln how i walked in front of that one cell and that was the first time i've ever had a feeling like that where i was just like 
it's colder. There's this sense of like, it's like somebody ball, staring at my soul. It's like a ball of energy. And that it's you just stick your hand you into. You can stick your hand. You can feel, you can almost feel around it. It's mm. really, really unique. Like your hair just stands up. Like, oh, people go, oh, I got goosebumps. It's yeah, like, not like that. It's not like an adrenaline it's not burst. Like that. It's just it's like, like immediately creeps over you. It's like the temperature drops one or two degrees, so you're like, oh, it's a little bit colder than I just was. But then your hair stands up, and it feels like you have electricity running through your body. And then you just – you it's – like I know we can sit here and just babble on about it all night, but it, you will literally feel it. Like that's the thing is like you have to experience it to really understand what we're Lam talking about. And if Lisa Lam experienced something negative, when a negative entity – encounters you i imagine it's a lot more intense than that yeah and it's probably a lot darker and probably you can like a feel burning the darkness. tingly situation right it's probably it's not such more of like an excitement feeling it's, it's like more flight of, it's like okay something's really wrong like i gotta go i should get out of here and that's probably what she was trying to do but freaking out so much because her brain was firing reactors so fast she didn't know what to do and then next thing you know she's on the roof and drowning yeah, which is super unfortunate too. Like I which, just at that all crazy. point something could have possessed her and literally just been walking and just unlocked the doors like that without even having her touch the door handle or anything. And why didn't they ever run fingerprints on the door? I bet you they did, but it was probably I've never heard that they really? ever ran fingerprints on I the door. I didn't hear anything about that either, but like at the same time, it's just like they chopped because it up so if, quickly as a suicide. If her fingerprints were on the door, then that means she opened the door. That's true. And I've never read anything anywhere or heard anything anywhere that they fingerprinted the door and got fingerprints. Let's call the LAPD and get Elisa's Lamb's actual police file. You can look it up. It's public information. It's public it's, record? Yeah, because it's a solved case. Oh, yeah, because it is a closed case. I, I bet you you're right that there is no such thing because they closed it as a suicide so quickly that they probably didn't even investigate for homicide. Mm -mm. Nuts. That's so nuts. Well... What do you think? You think this is uh, on the bucket list of places to go? Because I sure as fuck do. Yeah, 100%. It's been on the bucket list for years. Yeah, this was one of the fun ones that I really wanted to talk about. And this isn't even, like, the only, like, place that I would say has residual energy. Because, like, I did research on, like, Pompeii, like, Fukushima. Like, these are all ones that are probably going to come out in the recent, you know, like, coming up shows and whatnot. But... We're going to try to, like, switch it up here and there a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Just all this. Expect more paranormal stuff to be coming your way, Ish folks. Season. Like, we are definitely, as October comes in, like, we're going to have even more paranormal stuff. I recently go, did an investigation that I will maybe release a video on. I'm not 100% sure. I kind of want to add to it and go again. Yeah. Um, we got to get the actual film camera in there. Yeah. The my lights my phone died like halfway through the night. Which is un <laughs> unbelievably tragic. And that was at Nunica Cemetery. So... Yeah, so that, I mean, just, just think about it. We've been to three different cemeteries, one of them twice. You know, there's a lot of stuff coming out that we've done on our own that we want to, like, show you guys. But... There is so much more out there than we know. And if you have other locations that we don't know about, because, like, I think we want to do Hell's Bridge at some point. Um, there's a couple other places, yeah. too. Yeah, and like I, I do want to shout Mount out uh, the guy I met at Nunica Cemetery yeah. when I was there, Tommy Amongst the Tombstones. Check his YouTube out. Check his YouTube out. It's called a non-Sasquatch production. It's awesome. He is freaking awesome. And we have been chatting with him for a minute now, and we're probably going to be grouping up with him and going back to mouth and probably going down to go see him too and 
investigating places that he's been to that are really freaking awesome. Yeah, because so, this is what we love shout to Shout out do. to Tommy. I don't actually know his real name. It's not Tommy, but Tommy, Tommy Monks, Tombstone is Tommy fucking Tombstone awesome, is the though. man. And he's a super cool guy, so definitely go check out his Instagram and check out his YouTube page. I'll put it in the links. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we appreciate you guys so much, more than you will ever, ever, almost ever know. Almost a 5K. We're almost a 5K. Keep pushing. We'll I keep pumping these it. episodes out. We'll keep pumping these videos out. Creepypastas are going to make their return. Yeah, we still have a couple stories that I wrote that we need to read to you guys. Those will be coming out very, very soon. Um, and I gotta start writing again. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor's gonna try to write some stories too for you guys. Like we have so much in our minds that we will will share with you guys. We're creative vomit at this point. <laughs> yeah. So don't expect what goes bump in the night to ever disappear because we're always bumping in the night. And remember, folks, to keep your ears and eyes open for what really goes bump in the night. Thanks, guys. Check us out on Spotify. Everything else. Yeah. You know where to find us. If you don't, I don't know how you did. Yeah. Please. Thank Bye. you. Love you. Bye.